So what are we going to talk about today, Josh? That is the worst intro ever. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. Well, I mean, I'm teeing it up to my buddy. Let me... You didn't like that? No, I tried to get you to do the intro for once, and you were just like, Josh, do the intro. Because you do it so damn well. <laughs> you are the intro... Hey, hey. It's 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 a it's kudos to you. It's a tip of the hat. It's it's something that you do well. Fine, here we go. Okay. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. Okay, okay. Trying to be more no nonsense this morning. Have you ever thought, Josh, what it's like to be inside my head? It's a scary place. Bob, can you believe it? I got some hate mail about my new job. Not, wait a minute. I can, I can believe it. Not just me. We. I, they, they included me? Well, I mean, it was a statement about the Metacast and how they're never listening to any of our content again after Why? four what did, years. What did I do, Josh? Of, well, you're associated with me. Oh, is that what? After four years of listening as a diehard reached out and said, I can't listen no more because, Josh, you're working in the crypto space. Okay. So. So you didn't commit murder. You didn't, I didn't steal a car. I you, didn't. You, you took a job. At least not that I admitted on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, but you took a job. Really? Yeah. And and was there a little bit, I'm just curious, was there a little bit of the byline there or was it just that? No, that was pretty much it. What the hell is wrong with the crypto? I mean, I don't understand. Well, I, it. yeah, I mean, there's, there's a. I'm actually going to do a whole like crypto MythBuster series to to explain some of the things that are out there. But that's not what this episode about. Oh, this, okay. That's a. That was my lead in attempt at a segue. A teaser, a a segue. Yeah, sure, something like that. One yeah. of those that was an attempt that flopped a little bit. It didn't. <laughs> T- today's topic is centering on charting your own path, and specifically as a listener to our podcast, because I know there are times that we get very prescriptive and say, thou shalt do this, this way. You know, there've been times where, you know, Bob goes off and is subjected to safe in some manner and comes back. And it's like firing on all cylinders. I mean, there are triggers. Yeah. I would, I would, I get triggered. Safe is one of those trigger words for me. Yeah. 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 So, what I want to make sure people walk away with from this episode, and I hope it shapes how you listen to all future podcasts that we put out, is that you have to chart your own course. You have to figure out what's right for you and your team. And it might not be the same from job to job. So how have you, over the years, taken things from people that you've learned from or articles you've read or videos you've watched or people you've met that had these great ideas, how have you made them your own? So for me, um, I think, and and you're making me, you're making me reflect and I'll come back to that. But, uh, for me, um, I'm a guy who takes ideas Mm -hmm. and, um, and then I try to activate them in some way. Uh, I try to apply them. I try to experiment with them. 
So I'm a consummate experimenter when it comes to new ideas, almost to a fault sometimes over, and I'm talking about over decades, right? Mm -hmm. Over a long, over the long haul. Um, I've, I've learned that I sometimes, you know, will blindly try something without modifying it. And sometimes I get into trouble or whatever, but in general, I try things. Uh, now the other part of being an experimenter, the consummate experimenter or trier of things is I also reflect a lot. And so I'll, I'm, I'm one of my personal traits is, which drives me crazy. Something that it's, it's just, I can't get away from it is I'm a consummate reflection ish. Mm -hmm. Like I'm reflecting about everything mm -hmm. uh, as, we, as I'm driving home from this metacast. I'm going to be reflecting about the t-shirt you're wearing <laughs> and about <laughs> and the pictures of the walls and stuff and in horror. But no, I, I reflect, I reflect, it's like doing mini, think of reflection for me as doing mini retrospectives. Right, yeah. Right, I'm continuously doing retrospectives. I'm, I'm continuously looking at what worked with that experiment, what didn't work. Even if it was successful, what didn't work? Like mm -hmm. the, the, the underlying stories. Uh, what do I want to try next? So part of the reflection is reflecting back to reflect forward and, and, and then sort of cascading experiments. Uh, so for me, I... I've always just taken other people's ideas and then I've, I've sort of naturally made them my own, I guess. Mm -hmm. Right. When I, when I was experimenting with scrum, when I first, when I got exposed to scrum, I read this paper. It was a white paper that Schwaber and Sutherland had put together. And if you've ever like an academic, one of those academic white yeah, papers, I can't read them. Right. It was, it was sort of not, it wasn't really, you know, illustrative of, of yeah. scrum. It wasn't that helpful. Uh, I don't even know if it had any diagrams. It was like words and some stuff. and uh, But I was intrigued by it. And I immediately started like, <laughs> like playing around. Oh, let's do Scrum. Like yeah. to teams that reported to me and yeah. stuff. Let's try this out. Let's try that out. Uh, I used Scrum at uh, EMC here locally. I was, in a, I was a QA director. So they were waterfall, but I used Scrum in QA mm -hmm. in a waterfall environment. And it was it was a beautiful thing. It actually worked out really well for us. Uh, but it wasn't, it was a little bit different. It was an experiment of Scrum. So so that for me, I, I rarely take things like on face value. I guess that maybe that's the net mm -hmm. is I rarely will. If you tell me something, you know, am I going to blindly take what you say and then implement it. I might implement it, but I'm not going to stay there very much. Yeah. I mean, you never listen to me, so that's, uh, yeah. yeah, but I mean, that no, makes sense. but I no, know. yeah, no, but we've, you know, things, uh, I think it's the reflection. So that's, I think that's how I would recommend that everyone navigate their careers and their journey that way mm -hmm. that you, you look out in the world and you get examples, you listen to examples. Uh, you don't know where inspiration is going to come from, right? Uh, with, there's a quote, inspiration can come from the strangest of places, right? So you're looking for inspiration, mm -hmm. but then you're internalizing it and making it your own. What do you think? Yeah, to me, I mean, you and I have talked about the silver bullet problem that so many companies, teams, and people have where they're looking for the paint by numbers. I just close my eyes and do this and everything's magical. But then on the other side of the spectrum, there's the woohoo, we're making it up as we go. And so trying to find that middle part, which is always the hardest issue is defining the right amount of gray for you and your team is the hard part. And, and, you know, the thing that has helped me over the years is thinking of minimum viable bureaucracy. So what's the least amount of change 
that I can in, introduce that I think will fix whatever issue that we have. And it's only an issue that we have uh, because I get excited about things, kind of like you. And I see something or I read something. I'm like, oh, we can use that. Yeah. And I'm like fired up, ready to go. The issues I've had is I've implemented like all of it or yeah. most of yeah. it blindly when we didn't need that yet. We needed like a little sliver. So the first thing you can do is actually identify the problems that you have. Because you could be that, you know, people talk about the CEO that read about Agile on a flight and came home and like pounded the table like, we're doing Agile. Yeah. You know, so you don't want to be that kind of person. But the way you do that is identify where you need to get better. Then you start experimenting like Bob said with, well, here's a way I think we can solve that. And then give that a shot. I mean, you're wired that way. I mean, I mean, I think I think you're an MVP-ish kind of guy, mm -hmm. like pre-MVP, yeah. right? If I know you, you're like a wired to minimalist, you know, things. Uh, you were probably minimalist as a football player. I, I, I think that's who you. One mm -hmm. of the aspects of who you are yeah. is the simplest possible thing that could possibly work, mm -hmm. and you go to that. So, so, so I'm trying to put out there. I think tools for Metacasters, like guidance tools or something, right? Like I think experimentation is one and reflection is one. Um, minimalism is like not biting off more than you can chew. Yeah. Right. In everything, you're 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 sort of I think, and correct me, but I think you're like that in your life. I mean, you you sort yeah. of that, yeah. You have but, it as a tenant. But I pull that from lean, right? So I think about yeah ensuring we don't have unnecessary, well, I mean, waste is unnecessary by its definition, but yeah. you all get what I'm saying is that just what is the waste out there that we don't need? And then also being equally careful about, am I creating waste? Because yeah. I have created a ton of waste over the years as I've experimented in a willy nilly kind of way yeah. before I had some good friends and partners in business that just would call me out on it. And then I got better at it because I had help. I think another thing, and I think the way you said it, like charting, charting your course, I think is the words you used, or mm -hmm. something similar. I think I think people should roadmap themselves. So, uh, I've talked lately on the Metacast before about uh, mind mapping. When I do coaching of individuals, one of the first things I ask them to do is a mind map, mm -hmm. like a, it's a past, present, future mind map, and. Uh, I want them to look at their past and, and, and be reflective of patterns. Like, have you taken jobs that have sucked in the past and why? Or, mm -hmm. you know, what have your successes been? What kind of bosses resonated? All of those things, those reflections of past and present. And then where are you now? Uh, but those two things are leading to where, where should you be? So I would like the Metacast to be uh, an influencer in someone's mind Ooh, map. That, I like that. Right. Uh, not a direct uh, connection. Like nothing we've, I, I would hope that no one takes anything we've said absolutely directly mm -hmm. without thinking about it and then slapped it onto their map of the future, right? Yeah. Into yep. their roadmap of where they're going. Uh, because Bob and Josh said this works for us. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a uniqueness to everyone's roadmap. I, I actually think, Metacasters, I apologize. I think that's a lazy approach. 
I think it's really lazy to like just take ideas and then throw it out there. It's like the Spotify, you know, it's like taking Spotify and then throwing it in there and then mm -hmm. we're going to do Spotify. But now you're doing it with your own freaking journey. Mm -hmm. right? You're this is there's processes and work and then there's you. Mm -hmm. Like be mindful of you. Uh, be thoughtful of you. When I talk to people about their journey maps, I want the future to be multivariant. I, and again, I, I can't tell them what to do, but I'm like, what are your options? Mm -hmm. What are your, like, like, uh, what are your, what are your missiles? What are your trajectories? You know, have, don't just have one, right? But, but what are the possibilities of your future? <laughs> have multi possibilities. Right. And then see what happens, see how they unfold, see how the present unfolds to the near term future, to the long term future. Uh, be, uh, be bodacious, be audacious. Uh, be genuine to yourself part of the the mapping is like you're not being genuine if you follow bob and josh you, you, right you're following bob i'm i'm genuine to bob galen you're mm -hmm. genuine to josh anderson i think everyone has to be genuine to them like find you yeah and map you any reactions to yeah that? one of the things that really struck me yeah uh, I have a good friend who's a startup founder here in in Raleigh, and I stumbled onto one of his tweets probably, you know, seven or eight years ago. And James Avery, um, you'll probably be happy to hear that I'm quoting you. He put a big smile on his face. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I got him. Um, he talked about how, as a startup founder, he's he stopped giving advice to people. I'm not advising you. I'm giving you my experience. Yeah. And then it's up to you to do with that whatever applies. But yeah. he he just realized he has his own path. The person he's talking to has their own path that everybody has a unique way of getting to here. Yeah. And not just their career, but in their life and how that has shaped the way they operate, the way they desire to operate if they don't currently now. So understanding that, and I, I really like the idea of our podcast and all the content should be an influencer towards you, where you pull it in and use that to shape yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, and, and there's an activity to it, too. I mean, like I, when I say mind map, it sounds like a static document, but I, I, want, I want it to be a living, breathing entity in your life right like mm -hmm. like like spend time with it you know weekly or you know daily weekly monthly revisit it uh something happens you have a reflection go back to it capture it and and so it's 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 a, there's an activity it goes back to laziness and i'm not i'm not i, I know that's not the right word but um i think part of it's like taking control or being proactive and guiding to your future right and it takes work to do that uh it takes work to make a mistake mm -hmm. and it takes work to reflect on that mistake and then change your direction so uh it it really bums me out if people are blindly you've i, I think i've said on the metacast before and i and i mean this in my heart if i go back to a client and they're doing exactly oh, what yeah. i said yeah. A year later, I I feel like I freaking failed, mm -hmm. and, I, and I feel like they failed. Right? It's, if if you're if you engaged me, 
just to do what I, what I say without freaking thinking. Uh, then shoot me, <laughs> you know, right, yeah. and, and shoot yourself. Yeah. that's that's the wrong that's the wrong mindset. Or ten years later, or whatever, yeah. right? You're why are you doing that? Like, can you imagine that conversation with with with, with yourself? Like, why are you doing that ten years later? Well, because Bob Galen, you know, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, I always try and apply what I know with Agile and Scrum to whatever I'm being intentional about improving and treat it like a product. So I take the patterns and processes that I use and teach to companies or teams and I apply it to myself and where I want to go. Because if you don't, you're still going to travel down a path. It just might not be the path you wanted it to be because you didn't take active participation in it, which is the same thing that happens with products. If you don't take active participation in driving what the product can be and will be, yep. it might end up looking a little different than you had hoped. And that doesn't mean it's wrong, but you have a higher chance that, that it is wrong uh, because you just kind of let various forces drive your direction without grabbing the reins and saying, yep. this is my life. This is my product. I'm going to be intentional about where I take my career. And it goes back to... You talk about lazy. It's all of those things we talk about of we don't plan because we don't have time and yeah. then we don't have time to plan. So yeah. it becomes this like vicious circle exactly. where you fall into the laziness that Bob is talking about. I love, you should write about that. You should write something about like I, the title of a book or an article or something is you are a product, mm -hmm. right? I, I think that's one of the most powerful metaphors that you've ever brought up on the Metacast mm -hmm. is that notion of you are a product. Uh, it's equivalent to me, and it and it aligns with this episode really nicely, right? Mm -hmm. I talk about legacy a lot, which I think is the same thing. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, so you are a product. What are you doing to grow your product? What are you doing to make it more competitive in the future? What are you doing? Uh, and then my legacy discussions that I have, and I always think that's important. That drives me. That's another thing. It's like, what am I leaving behind? Yeah. What are people going to say about me? Mm -hmm. Uh, when I when I'm gone, or if I'm not, if I'm gone from a client, what is my legacy? I, I I intentionally think about that. It goes back. Are they blindly going to follow me? Like I'll share that quote with clients. I'm like, I don't want you to blindly follow me, mm -hmm. but I want you to refer to me. Mm -hmm. I want you to think. I want you to have a lean thinking. I I, I invite you to be a lean thinker. Uh, but things like uh, legacy, and you are a product, I would be very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's, you know, it. I don't know how, how I feel about this, but maybe it's that I'm younger. I don't, I don't think about what people will think about me. You should. And it, not, it's not that it's like 50 years from now. Yeah. So to me, it's, it's not what they think about. <laughs> Will I have left a mark? Is that what you're yes. saying? Gotcha. Okay. Legacy okay. is what? What are the breadcrumbs you left behind? Did I make a difference? Did you make a difference? Yes. Okay. 100% in that. Yeah. That's yes. what I'm talking gotcha. about. Okay. No, not yeah, what yeah, they yeah. think about you. Okay. But we'll and And actually, what difference will you make in technology? What would be more powerful for me? And I think this is where your head is at. Like, have you touched people? Mm -hmm. Right? Have you touched people... 
not in technology, but outside of that, in sports or something. Uh, have you touched your children? What have you done? What What is your legacy that you're leaving behind? Mm -hmm. uh, that's one of the reasons why, that's why I do the diversity. That's why I'm so passionate about diversity. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm thinking about, I'm passionate about it because it's the right thing to do, but I'm trying to influence, I'd love to, I'm trying to make a mark. I'm trying to leave a mark like other people. We, why do we have the diversity yeah. minute? Right. I'm trying to leave like a, a mark behind mm -hmm. us. Welcome to our diversity and inclusion minute. Josh, I, I got nothing. I know, and I do. I'm so you excited. You got something? I'm so excited. Go for it. So excited. Uh, so as many of you know, uh, started a new gig just a few days ago, and we're growing, which means we have to hire like crazy. So if you're listening and you want to come work with us, reach out and let me know. Um, Twitter is an option. Our Discord is an option. All kinds of things, all kinds of ways to reach out to me. But the very first thing that I'm working on, aside from just the basics of getting the right messaging and culture and all that stuff out there, is diversity and making sure that our hiring practice practices are, I'm not even sure what the right word is, not like supportive of diversity, but like naturally diverse you know, and not forcing it, but it's, it's at the front of our mind of, we need to have a diverse team across the board, period. And that's who we are. That's how we're going to roll. And so for me, it's shaping that. And as we talked about in this episode, being really intentional with it so that it doesn't go astray from what I hope it can be. So having hands in the dirt at this moment when we're building it from scratch is really exciting. So we can get, get it right. That. Yeah. Get we can get it that. right straight out of the gate. As you were, as you were saying that I was thinking, um, I visited a, a client, uh, last week and I, I don't normally do this, but I was, I was just, I'm becoming more aware of the diversity of each client. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, I'm, I'm, they're a nice client, but it was like all, white guys mm -hmm. right and all you know engineers designers etc and it just it just hit me in the face that mm -hmm. it was i i was and and they're nice and they're skilled and they're all of this and there's not necessarily a problem but i was just say you know like i'm just like gosh they don't they have no diversity i think i saw in several meetings like there was one woman i didn't see any people of color at all mm -hmm. And I was, I, and my heart went out. I'm like, I, or my heart, but I was like, gosh, they're missing something. Mm -hmm. They're missing, they're, 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 they're missing, they're missing diversity. They're missing mixing it up. They're missing the diversity of ideas and diversity of experiences. And it was sad. I was saddened a little bit because I, I don't think they even know. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, I know they're aware of diversity and they have HR and stuff like that, but they're just, uh, I, the other thing is I went away. I said, you know, I think they, they don't realize how hard it takes to work at that. I mean, yeah. you have to you have to work at that as well, and they're not they're obviously not doing the work. Yeah. So it's not about them; it's about we still have we still have work to yeah, do out it, there. It's it's um, you can pretend to not believe it, but it's systemic. It absolutely. And one of the things that smacked me in the face, and it kind of not kind of, but it hurt that I didn't recognize it. Um, Trevor Noah. Yeah. The, did you see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, um, I retweeted this, but he 
did a did a a short on how the media is depicting what's happening in Ukraine. Everybody's aware of it. It's terrible. But the words that they're using about, can you believe these are European families? It's a Western bias. Being killed. Just like your neighbors. And this is terrible because it's European families that are being killed. And there were four or five different newscasts by not like local channels where people were talking about how terrible this is. And then, you know, you, you shoot back to Trevor Noah. He's like, so it's okay for this to happen if you're in the Middle East and people are being killed or anywhere where anybody's not European, it's fine. Or, you know, maybe it's not fine, but it's no big deal. That's just kind of how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And so I, you know, I watched, it, I was like, Oh crap. And then I started paying attention and I see it too, but I was frustrated yep. that I didn't catch it because that goes back to the systemic nature of it in the media and everything. And I was like, damn it, Josh, like you got to do better. Absolutely. One final point, Metacaster is I, I've been talking to my daughter mm-hmm. and she pivoted from social work with lots of women to technology and scrum master. Mm-hmm. And we talk, and very often, uh, she she was in a leadership several sessions. She flew down here, and she's like, "I'm the dad. I'm the only woman in the or you know, there's 20 people in the room, and there's one or two women." Mm-hmm. And and then she she was talking about, well, you know, if I if I speak up, am I the opinionated woman in the room, right, or do I have a problem, right? And versus men speaking up, mm-hmm. and and so what I would like to encourage all metacasters to is, is get to know you know, coffee or get to know, so we talk about, you know, racism, but get, get to know women in your environment and go have coffee or lunch with them and talk to them about sort of the challenges they have and how you can maybe be a, an advocate for them because it's just simple things like what goes through their mind doesn't go through your, my mind. Mm -hmm. Like Rhiannon's mind, she's like, I need to say something, but if I say it too strongly, then I'm a B or, mm-hmm. I'm, or I'm this. And if I say it too lightly, then I'm not having any influence. Yeah. Right. And, and you know what? I've never, I hardly ever think that way. Right. I yeah. don't have to think that yep. way. Right. Yeah. And you don't have to think that way. Yeah. The first person to ever raise that to me was Carol Versalino, who we both yeah. worked with. And, yeah. um, she just started talking to me about that. And, and, and she's like, watch this. And she spoke up, it did something. And then like a week or so later in a, whatever discussion, it was like, Oh, Carol's like a spicy woman or like, exactly. You know, it's like, no, she just had an opinion. That doesn't mean exactly, you know, she's fiery. She just had an opinion. And so that was a light switch for me that I started paying attention and making sure I didn't do that. Because again, I wasn't paying attention at all. So encourage you metacasters advocacy, be, be partners and advocates mm-hmm. and sounding boards and just increase our awareness of what's going on. Absolutely. Back to the episode. Yes, sir. Can I say something else? Sure. And, and this is totally from left. I, uh, the other thing with listeners is I think you need to give us a break. Uh, so I don't know if that person was serious or not. Yeah, but it wasn't, it didn't. Yeah, it wasn't but I wanna, an issue. But, but I want to talk about it this way. Um, part of it is the body of work. Like this is just look at the heart of people rather than reacting. So Josh Anderson, and you don't need, I'm not defending you. You don't Mm -hmm. need defending, but it's a point I'm trying to make in general, right? Josh Anderson is 
is way more complex than crypto Josh Anderson, <laughs> yeah. right? Josh Anderson is a father. He's a, you know, he's a husband. He's, Not anymore. But you were, you <laughs> yeah. were a husband. You're a father. You're an influencer. Yeah. You're a sweet guy. You care about causes and passionate. You care about the Agile community. Mm -hmm. You've given sweat, blood, and tears for many years, and not complained, and it's not worth it for many years. Yeah. And then, oh, by the way, you're pivoting to crypto. What I'm saying is that body of work is broad and deep. Uh, that's part of what we're talking about. Create a body of work for yourself that's broad and deep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then when you look at other people, look at them that way. Mm -hmm. Like, don't, you know, oh, I'm not going to listen to Medicast. And I don't care if you do or don't, but it's, it's, that's, I you're missing something, but you're, you're sort of stereotyping narrowly, Josh Anderson. And, and what I'm saying is a lot of people have a habit of doing that. Yeah. If you're going to get on someone, like, remember I told you someone in the Medicast was getting on me because we had an episode about what was it? Uh, scrum, not scrum at scale, but, um, Nexus. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And, and my response to the listener was, that's fine. But, but if I could just encourage you to do something don't just trigger on one episode mm -hmm. right weigh that one episode against the how many have we done like 215 something like that <laughs> so weigh that one against the 215 value etc and do that in your lives i mean that's what i'm suggesting is is and and be do that to yourself so don't be hard on yourself and hard on others is my it, it's i'm offering that out there yeah, the one thing that we haven't covered is, and you use some word, I don't know what, it, it was a B word about my kind of willingness to to go outside of the frame and kind of do my thing. But you have to do that if you aren't willing to take a bold step, then number one, how do you create anything new? If that's important to you, you're not going to do it. Yep. Um, and then number two, Oh, bo bodacious. I don't know why maybe that, no, that's something you used this episode. It was last. Oh, before. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, so you aren't going to actually change anything. And two, like you're not doing what you just asked listeners to, to do. Look at the whole body of work of like, all the things in yourself, yeah. yourself and every look at the body of work, develop the body of work. Um, and if you have that broader picture, you are going to be less concerned about a stumble yeah. or a swing and a miss exactly. or an absolute disaster exactly. right? because you are focused on that bigger picture, that body of work of who I am and who the teams are or the company that exactly. I'm building. Right. Exactly. And, you become more comfortable with trying those things. And if you flub up, so what? You you know, you get better and go. What's it? I don't know. But people nowadays, I hear people sometimes talking about giving other people grace. Mm -hmm. Like like bestowing grace on people, right? Which is that same notion mm -hmm. of don't narrowly pick on people. Give them some grace. Assume positive intent yeah. uh, of others and yourself. And I, and again, I think it it's not about you and you don't need the defense or anything. But it's a. I think it's relevant to about yourself. Give yourself that grace when you're when you're road mapping yourself, uh, and and have a narrow view sometimes, and then have a have a telescope back view and take a look. Yeah, for me, he validated something that I 
was pretty sure it was prevalent and just a misunderstanding of the crypto space. And you know, what I wrote back is, Hey, cool. I get it. I encourage you to check back in six months. And I think I'll be able to show you that we are the good guys in crypto and everybody's not evil. Uh, so that's, it was a fire for yep. me of like, there's this problem like, Oh, I see it firsthand now. And then what am I going to do about it? Which I was going to do anyways, but now it's, you know, there's another set of eyes, which there always are. I think part of it too is, is finding, finding your voices. I don't think we're trying, we have found our voice, mm -hmm. right? We are, you know, I think it, to a fault we're genuine. We, should, we are what we are, mm -hmm. uh, but it's, but we're not for everyone. And it's not just the crypto. I think out there when you're chartering your course, there's so many voices that another tool or another suggestion would be find the voices that resonate with you, like make it your own. But you can, there are, there are some people that are listening to so many books and so many articles and mm -hmm. so many podcasts. And I'm like, how do they discern? How do they, you know, filter the wheat from the chaff? Mm -hmm. And I don't know how they do that. Yeah. It's like narrow, you know, sort of narrow in your voices. And it's not just the quality of the last episode. When I'm, when I'm picking my voices that matter to me, I don't go to the latest fad or something. I go to their heart first. I go to the, I go to their tenure. I evaluate their like, like, is this, is this someone who has experience? Is this someone who, you know, I can relate to. And then I go to, you know, like topics and skills and things. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so find those folks when you're chartering your path. If the Metacast, if you're too many, you know, then, then cast us off. Find, yeah. find whatever voices, be mm -hmm. genuine and connect to whatever voices matter the most to you. Yep. Do you think we covered this topic? I feel pretty good. Can we stick a fork in it? Yep. Giant one. Like a tong or something? Yeah. Like one of those yeah. barbecues? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, all right. So from beautiful downtown Fuquay-Varina, or as they call it around here, the hyphen. I'm Bob Galen. <laughs> Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all. <laughs> no one calls it that. <laughs> I know.